Shut up and sit down. I legit just realized I was on fucking mute this whole time. I guarantee the comments. Yep, the comments are yelling at me profusely. Uh, but that's fine. Let's see. Move that camera a little bit. It's driving me nuts. Can't do it. There we go. All right. So good Sunday night, everybody. It's uh, let's try this again. Oh God. Um. Yes, it is Sunday night, not Tuesday night, uh, as per the usual agreement. But uh, Tuesday nights are kind of a Oh, absolutely. I fucked that up bigger than shit. That's fine, though. Uh, you'll either forgive me or you won't. That's that's a you problem. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just need to take some, some time off during the week uh, for personal time and just do stuff. And I wanted to move this to Sunday night for, uh, you know, I think there's not much going on Sunday nights. And it gives some people to tune into and hang out and uh talk about fucking pedophiles again because it everybody enjoyed it so fucking much last time that they were like hey let's 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 give bootleg some pedophilia to talk about so the the show will be continuing on uh on sundays 7 p.m eastern freedom time uh there has been some possible talk about changing the name of the show i don't know I will definitely be changing the format. It's not going to be just strictly news. It's it's going to be more of a. Mm, an opinionated segment about news. It's, it's kind of what it's been anyways. I don't want to, I don't want to pretend like it's like unbiased news anymore. Cause it's, it's, it's really not anymore. It's me ranting and raving about bullshit news like Ukraine and Russia doing things. 
You're alive, yay. About 45 minutes from home after LPI and convention. No pedos at ours. Well, congrats. Um, I'm so glad to, to hear Indiana does not have pedophiles going to their conventions. Oh, God, it's bootlegs narrative. Yes, my narrative is evil. Uh, eventually, I take over the planet. That's the end. That's the end goal. I just take over the whole planet. What happened to Joe Solowski? That is a very good question. I, I, I do know that uh, I was told earlier that there are no gubernatorial candidates for uh, for Pennsylvania. So I have no idea. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, let me let me holler at a good friend of mine and see if they're willing to come on and talk about it. Yeah, well, we'll see what they say. But anyways, so we're going to move on to uh I'm not going to talk about ammo prices this week. It's pretty much exactly the same as it's been like for the last four weeks prices haven't really moved um but we will do the uh where the hell is it oh there it is the 811 call before you dig segment because there's nothing quite like you know shooting someone breaking into your house whether it's the a burglar or the cops or feds whatever um and going outside and trying to bury the body because you don't want a just dead carcass in your driveway uh, and you take out the entire block's internet, they will hate you forever for knocking out their internet. So don't do that. Um, be better than that. And uh, call 811 instead of 911. You can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. The final book in the Royal Green series, Crown by Gold, from Jack Casey. Uh, I'm required legally to say it's a good book, but fuck Jack Casey. The Alaskan Raven for all your meme needs. Tarier for KY.com. That's T-O-L-L-E-R, the number four, KY.com. That's people over politics because people helping people is better than the paragraph that we see these days. Uh, not a real podcast, dot of the com uh go there Let's see. to check out all the merch check out our stories check out all the episodes all the episodes are loaded to the website so if you don't want to support facebook youtube or twitter or twitch uh and you just want the raw un like unbiased content from these platforms you can go there and see it there Go to electnallybruno.com, redemptiontactical.com. That is our link right there. That is our very special, super-duper sneaky link for you to go buy all of your boom-boom gear and apparels. Speaking of guns and apparel, so I'm going to copy this link, put it in the comments for you peoples. Y'all ain't buying shit, but I'll post it anyways. Oh, she's got it. She beat me. She beat me. Uh, we've also got... She said they're backing the Republican. So I guess there's a Republican gubernatorial candidate that they're backing, which sucks. But you know who won't be backing a Republican gubernatorial candidate? Uh, uh, these people right here. Uh, 
at the LPTN uh, State Party Convention this year, 2022 State Party Convention for the Libertarian Party of Tennessee. I thought it was the pedophile. Is he the Republican? I'm watching these comments. Y'all are, are confusing me. Anyways, it is this March, uh, 18th through the 20th. It is at the Manchester Coffee County Conference Center. That's a lot of C's. It's M C C C C C C C C C C. If you're stuck with that, take that down. Uh, 147 Hobbs Alley Boulevard, Manchester, Tennessee, 37355. There is a lot of great stuff lined up at this convention. We will have registration on Friday and coffee and stuff going on Saturday and Sunday. So come on out Friday, hang out. Um, I will have a booth. You can come hang out and bullshit with me. Uh, I will also be hosting a, a firearms and survival training session. So if you want to know how to use your Gucci gear that you've been buying and you're not quite sure how to use it and you're scared to ask people because that's totally fine. Uh, gun circles are fucking weird about that. Like we want more people in and then just act weird when someone asks us questions. This will be a chance to learn. Uh, let's see. She says Jennifer Kaiser, who is also going to be there. So if you'd like to meet all the lovely ladies that work behind the scenes, they will all be there. Uh, she says, I'm going to start selling tickets to get a picture with me there. I'm kind of a big deal. Yes, she is the only person on this network that has gotten me a direct call from certain individuals in this party saying, please take that meme down. It is offending people. Yes, uh, the gubernatorial candidate for Tennessee, LaMichael Wilson out of Memphis, Tennessee, will be there as well. So if you'd like to see him coming out to the LPTN convention, uh, let's see. We'll have great speakers like Hannah Cox, Ricky Dow Harrington Jr., Scott Horton, and Shane Hazel. Uh, you can It's free to attend, attend uh, but if you want to go to the gala where I will be hosting a gun raffle, three firearms, one night, buy your tickets, go to the gala, $60 to get in, uh, 100 bucks for food and drinks and VIP sitting. Yeah. Hit this big button right here to get your tickets. And then here's your hotel. Right, it's attached to the convention center. So that'll be fun. Come on out. Hang out. Uh, it'll be a great time. Go to lptn.org to find out more. And yeah. Yeah, you should be sorry. For trying to sell tickets at my fucking convention. What's wrong with you? Anyway, so on to the fucking disgusting news this weekend. Is that uh, Michael Heiss... Uh, has a f- backed a gubernatorial candidate, which got shot down because he didn't meet the uh, um, not registration uh, residency uh, that he was uh, he, yeah, he didn't meet the residency requirements. Uh, for the state of Pennsylvania, let's see. No, Daryl Brooks ran as a libertarian since the late 2000s. You know he claims that he was framed in 1995 for that sex offender crime. You can read about it here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Parole board harasses Trenton Man article, blah, 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 blah. So we'll get into that. We'll get into that part of it here in a minute. Um, 
But so Daryl Brooks is the gentleman that Michael Heiss endorsed um, for the gubernatorial candidate. He didn't meet the residency requirements for PA, so it didn't matter. Oh, let's see if she's. We'll see if that that guest, that surprise guest, shows up. But um, but yeah. All right, so let's get focused here. Didn't meet residency requirements, so it doesn't matter anyways. Can't be endorsed by the LP of PA. And uh, good lord, I keep texting here. Sorry. Anyways, um. Oh, here we go. Uh, copy. Got my guests coming on now. They can fill you in a little bit better than I can. This is all like kind of last minute stuff I've cobbled together here today. But my guests should be able to speak a lot more on it personally. But according to Yahoo News, that now this is this is kind of more this this article uh, slandering. This is more of a, an attack on him because of his association with Rudy Giuliani, which I don't know that uh, he's actually associated with Rudy Giuliani, but because Giuliani was there, like they had a fucking meltdown because, you know, Trump derangement syndrome and all that. But the Yahoo News article I have here, and there's several others out there about this, Daryl Burks, uh, so it goes. Daryl Brooks's criminal history involved charges of sexual assault, lewdness, and endangering the welfare of a minor. A convicted sex offender who said he was a GOP poll watcher was called to the podium at a press conference hosted by Rudy Giuliani. According to Politico, Daryl Brooks was the first speaker called by Giuliani, President Trump's lawyer, as a witness to allegations of vote, uh, vote counting irregularities in Philadelphia. However, Brooks' credibility is questionable as he has a lengthy crystal criminal history including sexual assault and he has repeatedly run for office and lost in new jersey i don't know that it's a lengthy history i found a single criminal charge in the state of new jersey um which is going back to the pedophile pedophilia thing um and so i have here i'll bring my guests up here in a second they were so gracious to uh, bless us with their presence tonight. Last minute, because I'm a fucking loser. Let's see here. I'm trying to find all my screenshots in order from what I pulled up, because their website is horrendous. Shocker, I know government websites suck. Uh... Regardless if he did it or not, regardless if he was framed or not, we have had a hard enough time being seen as a serious option. Running people with a past like that just makes it even harder, even that much harder. But we have rarely done well at picking good candidates and in in general anyways or applicable candidates. Yes, 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 yes. We have to stop fucking associating with these people. As I talked about a few weeks ago, 
like a lot of the people that I'm seeing now that are pushing back against me calling this guy out are saying, well, you know, he was framed or blah, blah, blah. Fuck it. No. If you are accused and have been convicted in a court of pedophile crimes or associated crimes of like covering it up or whatever, you have no place in running for political office for this party. You shouldn't. We should no longer associate ourselves with pedophiles. Why the fuck is this so hard? Why is this a hard conversation to have with people? I'm going to bring on my guest. <laughs> Hello? Why? Why do we continue to associate with fucking children diddlers? I I wish I had that answer for you. I, I really, I really do. Um, I actually got word, I got wind that Daryl was going to be put up for Senate against Eric Earhart. Um, and I was baffled because I know Eric is a great guy and he's got a lot of support from a variety of sides, Mises included. And so when I heard that, I was like, what's happening? Um, we can talk about that in a second, Cassie. Um, but so I, I started looking into Daryl when I heard about the Senate stuff and I was like, are you, are you serious? He's, I don't, I don't know if it was said earlier, um, because you, you know, messed up and didn't get me on until now. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he is actually, so he worked from the research I found, he actually worked on the Clinton <laughs> campaign in 2016. He worked on the Trump campaign in 2020. He was on TV with Rudy Giuliani talking about election fraud. And in the time period of between all of that, he's a paid petitioner for the LP. Um, and I've heard some stories about him being a pay as a paid petitioner. Um, he has collected signatures, you know, it's just more of like his uh, ability to get it done in a timely manner to say it politically correct. So <clears throat> I was just really confused. And then Michael Heiss gets up to the, the stand and he's the one who nominated him to be the candidate for governor. Oh, sorry. Oh, I thought there was something wrong with my audio. No, he, Michael Heiss got up there and he's the one who nominated him to be governor. And it's like, did you vet him at all? Did you look at his background? Do you not care? I mean, he ended up not being able to run for governor because of the residency requirement, not just the, the, the sex offender aspect of his past. It's like, did you do the research on how you have to, you know, the requirements to run for office? Like what, And that kind of goes back to two things, right? Number one is we need, as libertarians, need to start vetting our candidates better. 100%. Because we, uh, I think we get so desperate to run people sometimes that we just pick fucking literally anyone that wants to do it. And that leads to two bad outcomes. One, we pick bad people that have done bad things that will make us all look bad. Or two, we end up with really horrible candidates that run a really shitty campaign and also make everybody look bad. Um, I've, I've said for a lot of years that uh, there are candidates and then there are activists. Activists make horrible candidates. Candidate make, uh, candidates make horrible fucking activists. That's just the truth. Uh, candidates have to be people persons. They have to be, you know, personable. They have to be able to go out there, shake babies and kiss hands. And, you know, activists are out there beating the pavement, doing the hard work every single day. They may not be the most friendly of people. They may not be the, the greatest people to listen to talk to, but they're the ones that get a lot of the hard work done. Those two jobs are not the same. They're not interchangeable. Yep, 100%. And, and we we do need to start vetting our fucking candidates. 
especially at state level races like a county or a city race yeah we should look at them but we they're, they're not going to go under as much scrutiny right you're not going to have the gop national or dnc national spending thousands of dollars doing research on these people but we we do need to start vetting them. We can't just throw anyone into that slot and hope that it works out. We it, it's it, this is and this is not the first time shit like this has happened, right? Right. No. I mean, it, there's been I mean, there's been some questionable stuff. It's more so on the lower levels, and I think that's just for misinformation on who can run for you know lower local level stuff. Like my husband got challenged off of the um, challenge when he won his seat because of his past, and he you know owns up to it. That's the thing about Daryl, is when they were questioning the gubernatorial candidates, you know he was asked do you have a past like any kind of criminal history? And he was like, no. And that, or do you have any criminal history that would prevent you from holding office? And he was like, no. And then someone else went on to ask, do you have anything that could like be a bad image for the party? And he was like, no. And it's like, you know, it's one thing if you have a past and you acknowledge it and you embrace it and and you are a changed person. And I believe in reform for everyone um, you know, my husband is working on getting a pardon so that he can run for office, but like to just disregard the, the stuff that you did, whether it's true or not, because he claims that they're false alleg- allegations and that he falsely spent time, three years in prison on these, on these convictions, um, or conviction, you know, regardless, you have to at least say, yes, I messed up and, or, you know, there's something on my record but to just blatantly just disregard it is not what's good for this, you know, um, party. And my husband was speaking to a lot of people afterwards and, at, and they were all like, we're just going to vote Noda. And it, they would rather vote Noda than not put anyone up to run for governor at all. And that just doesn't make sense either. So is that what happened to Joe? Is that he got noted out? He, so, <laughs> so he uh he got noted. They uh they did reopen the floor for nominations, and then it got closed. Or they tried to reopen the floor for nominations, and it got it failed. And um, so Joe lost to Noda. That was what the um, convention delegates resolved there. That was the that was the the verdict of that not you know motion and uh, part of business. And Nicole got noted. Actually, Nicole Schultz for lieutenant governor. She got noted. Um, that was what the delegates decide. There is, uh, they put a gentleman named Matt Hackenberg up against Nicole for lieutenant governor. And for those who don't know, like Joe and Nicole have been working the campaign trail since December of 2020. They were outspoken about all the mandates and the lockdowns. They were meeting with people. They were doing podcasts and radio shows and news outlet stuff. They were doing events. They were going to schools and talking to people like they were campaigning for the last 16 months. They've spent thousands of dollars of their own money. And at the very last minute, they put up people in that are in my opinion. And I apologize if you're watching Matt, that are unqualified to run for these offices. It just, it, it was, it really makes me question their desire to have people in office. I mean, <clears throat> we do have to recognize there, there is some level of self-reflection that we have to have uh, when we, we run for these offices. I am not the person 
we would want to run for for a lieutenant governor or governor of Tennessee. Uh, this is a Bible Belt state. I am very outspoken in my opinions. I don't. I openly say I don't go to church because I don't trust organized religion. The same way I don't trust organized government. Um, I uh, I could never run for governor of Tennessee. I I use too many fuck. I say fuck too many times in a sentence. It's almost like breathing to me. Uh, these old white Christian folk around here would about fucking pass out. Uh, so this would well, not be the state that I could run for governor. Uh, I get my, it. Someone wrote my name in for governor Ooh. at the convention. And I was like, what the hell is someone doing? And then when they were trying to reopen, you know, nominations, um, which failed, um they some a lot of people r- ran up to me and were like we can we nominate you will you do it i was like no no i'm not gonna do it first of all no second off i'm joe's campaign manager like that looks skeezy as all to to just like jump in his grave after they've like done him dirty and they're like well you got the votes and i'm like i didn't have the votes for chair and then i ran and then i got nominated for jc and because I wanted to prove that I, you know, willing to stick around and do stuff. And so I accepted the nomination and I got sixth place out of, you know, five go on RJC and I got sixth place. So, like, obviously, I'm not liked by them. And Cassie asked, or Casey, Cassie. Um, so they don't like Joe because back in the fall, he wrote an article in our newsletter that called their antics of some of their members cancerous to the party. And then recently he posted a picture of him with an AK-47, I think. I don't know. I don't, I, I approve of guns, but I don't know all guns. So um, you can come at me with that if you want. I don't care. Um, but he was holding a gun and it said something like, I'm ready for convention or something like that. And then Nick Sarwark made a comment of make sure you don't shoot until you see the whites of the hoods. And Joe liked the comment. And because I guess he didn't condemn Nick, he, he, he was blackballed. He did end up hosting another picture, which I do not support just for the record of him standing at a window with like a little, like little pistol gun. And it was like, I'm waiting for the takeover buses to arrive. Uh, so he's he does troll them because he used to be them. He used to be in the Macy's caucus. And at one point he asked a question and they removed him from everything. And so he just, yeah. So they just don't like him. Which is why they removed a lot of people from the delegate list for Reno. They remove people because they just don't like them. They removed one person because he didn't show up and they didn't like him, but they added another person, put him at the top of the list, even though he wasn't there at convention this weekend. It's a lot of hypocrisy and double standards. And it's just, it's frustrating because we, there's so many activists in this party that put a ton of time and money and energy and they're just being ridiculed and, and blackballed and everything like that. Indiana did run a really great convention from what I heard. That's because they were all in Pennsylvania causing havoc. (laughs) Literally, literally, we had 81 out-of-state voters at our convention that were voting. 
last year's convention, there was like a dozen and only like four of them voted. And they had been active members of the party for a while. This year we had 81 out-of-state voters after it was brought to our attention that it was in violation of the Pennsylvania election code and could put our party in jeopardy with the Department of State and with the AG and everything like that. And they still chose to let out-of-state people vote at our convention, which puts our party and our candidates in, in a possible legal situation. Yeah. <clears throat> like I don't, I've never really agreed with it, but I understood where the kind of the rule came in was, you know, they used to allow out of staters to vote because some people would travel to PA to help with things and they wanted them to help form the party. And they wanted to make sure they had larger conventions, uh, whatever, whatever the reason was. Um, but I am glad that like states like Tennessee, you have to be a resident of the state. Uh, there's no time period, but you do have to actually be a physical resident of the state, live and reside within the state of Tennessee to vote at our conventions, which will now we have much different hurdles to uh, jump over as far as like elections talking about, you know, 56,000 signatures. Um, but yeah, the the whole out of state thing should go away. I, I will we, jump on board with that. We did. Vote. I mean, we did vote. It did get changed. It's changed now. Um, the problem is, is that it was never brought to our attention that it was in violation of the election code. And the moment that it did, we could no longer play stupid. Now we have it on record in minutes and on recordings that we've known for a while, at least two months, a month, month and a half now that we were violating the election code. Um, so we can't play stupid if the, if the department, Department of State comes after us. Um, we did have out-of-staters because we were a growing party, and there's people from Maryland and New Jersey and stuff like that that were coming over. Nope. That were coming over. Um, sorry, my, my child is in his pajamas, and it is not camera appropriate. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we had people that lived near that had an interest because they live right at the border. Like I live right next to the Maryland border. So if, if I were invited or wanted to come down and help in Maryland with some stuff down in Baltimore or anything like that, I'd most likely do it because I'm only 40 minutes away from Baltimore. Um, so I get the idea of helping across state lines, just like we do across County lines. But at this point with the size that of the party that we are, we shouldn't have out of state voters. And the moment we realized that we, had them and it was in violation we should have changed it in addition my son was eligible to vote got credentialed and it was and i did not let him vote for the records because it would have been in violation of the election code i did get him credentialed because he wanted the lanyard and he wanted to be cool just like everybody else <laughs> but um yeah so any foreigners obviously can't participate in a political party stuff because it's foreign influence on a political <laughs> in politics and under 18 and non-residents of the state of Pennsylvania. And that all happened this weekend. All three of those things happened this weekend. Under 18, foreigners, and out of state. Yeah, that might be something we... Uh, the <clears throat> I think the age thing we don't have in Tennessee, we do need to implement that because that is a good point that, that may... Because Tennessee is one of those states that they will do everything possible to uh, keep us off ballots. Like, it's insane. But 
One thing I did want to touch on here that uh, Robert Spina has said, he said, I agree that Daryl Brooks is a bad candidate, but if we as libertarians believe that black Americans have been wrongfully convicted, especially in the late 90s, that we shouldn't be def- def- definitively calling him a pedophile, especially since he even isn't even on the registry in Pennsylvania. The problem is, Robert, he didn't commit the crime or allegedly commit the crime. I'm, I'm going to say he committed the crime because it, it's in it's in it's the, in the, dockets. the it's- it's, it's in the dockets. He did it, time. It's, it's still showing a guilty verdict on it. If it had been overturned and said this was a false, this was a false indictment, then it would have been overturned, and I would say, okay, so he didn't do it. The problem is, it's still showing to this day that it is, you know, thirty. Well, not thirty years. Jeez, because that's that's. I think it's uh, like the nineties, so it's about twenty-five. Ninety-five. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, children were involved, if I recall, in in the charges. It was like an 11 and 7-year-old and him exposing himself to them. I could be mistaken, and I apologize. I'm not trying to slander anything. That's my recollection. That's my memory of apparently I'm still <laughs> drunk from last night. Um, <laughs> so here's a screenshot of the New Jersey court uh, access uh, from the docket. Um Buddy, don't please don't try to justify it to me. I don't give a fuck if it was Hitler's kids. I, it it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, so Nothing here's here's never okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter who their parents are. Um, so the the charge was sexual assault. Uh, the sexual assault victim was under the age of thirteen, and the defendant was four years older. Um. And it, you know, it just kind of goes into some of the other things. Uh, it was in Trenton, New Jersey. Where he's ran birth... into the office before, by the way. Yep. Um, it says height 605, which is six foot five inches. Uh, he weighs 270 pounds, black hair, brown eyes, whatever. Uh, let's see. It says the defense attorney's name, the prosecutor's name. Um, all that stuff. Here's the thing. Screen. Here's the thing, Robert. You know, you're saying he's he's saying that they tr- they tried to frame him. Well, if they tried to, they definitely did because he got convicted. Um, but regardless of what happened with the situation, he he got charged. He did time. It's on his record. You know, my husband's case. It was almost 20 years ago too. And it was his friends who robbed the convenience store of the BB gun. My husband was not in the store, but he still got charged just like those other people because of association. You know, you can give semantics and and try and justify or break down. I know you say you're not trying to justify or anything, but you can try and like negotiate out of what the context is, but it's still there. And if he doesn't believe that he was, it was right. He should be filing for an appeal and false imprisonment and everything like that. Like he shouldn't just be letting it be because it's going to keep holding him up. If he has political aspirations. The only office that he can run for is a federal office with indictments on his record. So, and governor is not, <laughs> plus you got to live in Pennsylvania for seven years and he doesn't have that. Well, the other thing is too, is that, uh, Let's say even uh, let's let's say let's play the hypothetical game, right? Let's 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 play make believe. Let's let's pretend we're seven. Um, <laughs> can I be a princess is, while we do it? Whatever you, you can be, whatever you want to be. 
you, uh, you could be you could be a tank for all I care. That's that's it's your decision. Well, I, to be you I can wear the pink wig with the little statue. Absolutely. Um. Even even if all of this is bogus and it's it's he was set up and all this. If you think Republicans and Democrats give a flying fuck about the circumstances of it, Boom. they're going to pull this up. They're going to find it. They're going to do a criminal background check on them because they've got fucking hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank. It's super easy to run a criminal background check on someone. I fucking did it in my basement in 20 minutes with a name in a couple states. If you think they're not going to find this and beat the entire party to death with it, you're fucking wrong. And I'm not blaming you, bud. I really am not. But there are people that are trying to justify why he should be allowed to run. He shouldn't. I'm not saying I know the guy. I don't know him personally. He might be a great guy that was set up. But the problem still comes down to we are being associated with pedophiles because we overlook this stuff and just let people do whatever the fuck they want to do when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like, we we have to vet our candidates. We have to. We can't let, you know, just... We, yeah. If Spike Cohen came out and did some wild shit tomorrow, it was like we found out that he'd raped 37 people and a dog, which I'm not <laughs> saying he did. But Don't clip this. No clipping. But... but People, we should rightfully cast him out. I love the man to death. I've I've spent time around him. He's a great fucking dude. He legit cares. But it doesn't matter if he if he being tied to the party with a pass like that will destroy everything a lot of people are doing. So it said that if it libertarians would vote for him if it was trumped up charges or if he was innocent. He has not proven that to a court. File an appeal, bring evidence, not your book that you wrote and is prejudiced that he kept trying to hawk to everyone this weekend. Like my 37, whatever, he literally was trying to sell his book the entire weekend. Um, like if you legitimately were fa falsely accused, do the process. Like there's a process to prove your innocence. You know, maybe you had a bad defense, maybe anything. And Ryan brings up a good point is i don't know if we ended up talking about this or not but they removed our chair so jen moore is our was our chair she passed the gavel to the the longest standing vice chair that we have and they did not like the way that the meeting was moving because they a lot of them not everyone a lot of of the leadership were stonewalling and making things more hostile and everything so and then they blamed it on the chair and then they ended up removing the chair and replacing him with Ken Kralchuk. And then Ken was responsible for the for the majority of the meeting. And we weren't able to really talk to the candidates. I mean, they didn't get to ask questions at all to the lieutenant governor, or to the treasurers. They didn't get to ask questions at all to the lieutenant governor candidates. They only got to ask a few questions to the gubernatorial candidates. And they had like 30 seconds to respond. It wasn't a good amount of time to actually get an idea of who these people are from outside. I mean, our JC candidates got more time to talk than any of the people who are running for office as an office part, uh, as an officer of the party or as a candidate. Yeah. I, I, so there's, there's, 
there's two kinds of ways you can look at a problem in this world, right? You can either ignore it and it becomes a, a long-standing problem, or you can learn from that problem. And it doesn't have to be your problem. It can be someone else's problem you learn from. Uh, and I think I think this is a good learning experience, not just for LPPA, but for every Libertarian Party across the fucking nation. All 50 state affiliates can learn from this. It costs about $30 to run a background check on a candidate. You tell them if you want the state party endorsement, you go through this background check and, you know, we'll just we'll run through it with you. We just want to make sure there's nothing that's really going to damage us as a party. Because as soon as you put your endorsement on that person, you are tied to them, whether you fucking like it or not. So it is worth that $30 investment. I will be promoting uh, a, a SOP change bill, whatever you want to call it, to the state party of Tennessee to start spending $30 to for any state level endorsement. Well, I think it is worth the money. And here's the thing too, is if you have something on your history and you have changed your life, file for a pardon, go through the proper channels to get it expunged or removed or, you know, taken off of your record to show that you're not that person anymore because we are the party of second, ch second chances. And we should stand by that. You know, there are resources out there to, to do an appeal, to do a pardon. And they cost not that much, to be honest. And they're there. My husband met with the DA here in York and he's helping him. He's literally expert helping expedite his pardon paperwork on a process that normally takes two to three years could take a, a year to a year and a half. And he's literally writing him a letter of recommendation based on all the calls he got when he was fighting for his seat for borough council. Like there are resources out there to help you move past your past. Why not use them so that you can be a service to your community? Like, it's dumb, in my opinion. And Robert, you know, Jen didn't show up. And um, and she gave a lengthy email why. And as her friend, you know, it made a really hostile um, situation at convention. I personally think it probably would have been worse if she was there because they just, they, they made her life a living hell for the last year. And I do not... I respect her, her decision to put her mental health before anything else. And that's what she did this weekend. And I support that. Some people might not like it and might think she's a crappy chair because she didn't show up, but she decided to put herself first. So let's, let's go on to another thing that's been, that, that's been brought to my attention. Uh, this one's a little spicier. So I've, I've always ridiculed libertarians for the simple fact that a lot of them or a lot of us are neck bearded fucking weirdos that look like they live in their mom's basement. I am in fact doing this show from my own basement. So, uh, jokes on me, but, uh, I heard they, that a fist fight actually broke out at the LPPA convention. Yep. Yes, it did. And, uh, I have the video somewhere and if I can find it, there are people who are listening, John Waldenberger and stuff. If you can get me the video, I will make sure he gets it and we can maybe play it. Um, so what happened from my understanding, my back turned for part of it. Um, this large gentleman stole the microphones and at the time, this is before Ken Krawchuk took over. Sam Robb was on the stage. Um, it was during like the vote of trying to remove Bill Sloan, who was passed the gavel by Jen. Um, and it was in the process of that whole thing where they were trying to remove Bill Sloan. 
as the interim chair for, you know, for just convention and to replace him to appoint Ken as the remaining convention chair. No one was elected. It was just appointed for the remainder of convention. Um, and Willie is his name from my understanding went and stole the two microphones or at least a microphone and like went up front and like Michael Heiss got chest bump from what I'm told. Um, Jeff Douglas got in there to try and stop stuff. Uh, Mitch got in there. Avery's up there. It's just like a whole bunch of people up front and there was a physical altercation. Um, security had to be called down. People had to jump in to remove people. They, put a sergeant at arms into place for that section. And then the crazy thing is, is that when Ken ended up taking over and being appointed convention chair, he wanted to appoint that Willie guy who caused the, the whole chaos to begin with as the new sergeant of arms. Uh, um, Willie is a great activist and he, he's from a, a neighboring county. Um, he's just very outspoken. <laughs> um, but, and then, yeah, it, what's funny is that the people who talk about not bringing security and not bringing the cops in and not doing all of that were the first people to call security in to break up everything. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I will say this, uh, the, first time a state party calls in cops for security uh, i will fully disassociate with that party it was um, the, it was the venue security but yeah uh okay um but i i mean i've always assumed that there's enough libertarians in the room there's plenty of them that are armed thankfully no one was shot uh, that which just shows that there's enough discipline there to know that a fist fight is not justification to shoot someone, which it's not, unless you're being assaulted with like a baseball bat or whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, that's that's disgusting. I mean, the whole fact that not only was a convicted pedophile is what I'll say, uh, a convicted pedophile um, was nominated for uh, a gubernatorial race. And then, you know, everything else was noted out for the most part. And then um, a fight broke out. It, it just sounds like there's this whole caucus war bullshit is just it, it needs to die. This is beef that is libertarian or not libertarian, but Republican and Democrat beef that that has carried over into this party that just needs to fucking die. I, as I've said a billion fucking times, I work with. I work with Republicans, I work with Democrats, I work with Libertarians, I work with Mises, I work with anti-Mises, I work with Rads, I work with everybody. I will work with just about anybody I see as A, doing the work, I, or B, you know, that is worth my time working with. Any of those, or like, like there's, Kate, there's causes I don't work with just for the simple fact that I don't know fucking shit about it, so I would be a horrible person to work on those things. But, yeah, th this... And I made a post today on Twitter and I, it was a little, it was like a two post thing talking about this isn't a, a Mises or pro Mises or anti Mises discussion. Pedophilia has no place in this party. Cut dry. That's it. We shouldn't make it about that. And naturally some of the comments I got are about, oh, well, it's because you're pro Mises or you're anti Mises or whatever. You guys are making my fucking point to a T. I called out 
a guy who is a uh, libertarian, or he they called him a libertarian socialist. He doesn't call himself that, but Vosh out in Texas. They were going to bring him in to speak. He's made some really disgusting remarks about pedophilia and how you, he said, oh, I've never heard a, a moral argument why, you know, an adult can't have sexual relations with a kid. I can give that you a kind million of, shit. of them. I can give you a million of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, I found the video, by the way. Oh, can you send it to me? I can try. So I'm going to mute it. And I'm going to mute me in case it starts playing so it doesn't over like speak you, but I'm going to try and send it. To you. All right. Yeah, just text it to me and I can I can throw it up here on the screen. Um, but yeah, this 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 is anti-libertarian behavior. This is anti like individualist behavior, right? Like if you want to be an individual, you can't identify as a collective. That's just my opinion. You can fight me on that. That's totally fine. But you can't be a part of a collective and claim to be an individual at the same time because being a part of a collective requires that you believe in the collective. You fight and die for the collective. For example, not all collectivists are racist, but all racists are in fact collectivists. It's, it, uh, a good buddy of mine said that one time and I, I it, it reigns true to this day. It has always reigned true. Uh, you, you can't, you, you, you lose your identity in a crowd, right? Like if there's a thousand people standing there and you're one of those thousand, you are no longer a person. You're just a part of the crowd. But a person that stands tall on the mountain by themselves can have a voice that echoes forever. I mean, it's, 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 it's those kinds of things. We have to stop saying, oh, well, I'm Mises, so I have to defend Mises, or I'm anti-Mises, so nothing Mises does is correct. Yeah. That I, kind of behavior is wrong. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm probably going to get some backlash for the stuff I'm saying and what have you. But, you know, I am there's a lot of people in the Mises caucus that I respect. There are people in the Mises caucus that I voted for this weekend that I've known for a long time. And side note, couldn't text it to you. I sent it on Facebook because of how long it was. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not for me about your caucus affiliation or your PAC affiliation. It's about the work that you're willing to do and, and how you treat people. There was so much dilatory stuff this weekend. There was so much lack of decorum there was people chanting to people to go home to get out of here um to shut up to calling people oh we know we you won't miss lunch because you know because they're a larger person it's just there was so much disrespect and for a party that talks about individualism and and supporting everyone's individual rights to be who they are and everything like that it was really not that example and you know someone came up to me and they're like, I, I, I don't want to do, you know, a, a specific kind of outreach if this is what those people are going to be brought into, because this is not healthy um, for people to come into. I had my seven-year-old and he got to hang out with the Sarawak kids all weekend. And he was so excited because he made new friends, um, you know, and I was just thankful that these kids were like away from the chaos because there was like vulgar language being used and just, the, the fist fight, you know, the altercation, um, just the, the lack of decorum. And, and it was just not a place, you know, if we talk about youth outreach, we talk about like across the aisle outreach, trying to bring people in from different areas. They come in that and they see what happened this weekend. They're going to turn right around and leave. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I know a lot of, like I've, I've made posts that are, Mises favorable 
and I get attacked for it. I make posts saying I'm, you know, I condemn the actions of this Mises member, and some people come out of the woodworks and get a little upset about it. I think the most disgusting thing that I've ever seen is that I said I'm not anti Mises, I'm not pro Mises. This was about a year ago. We call and it I got, agnostic. Yeah. Yeah, I got fucking raked over the coals yeah. by some people. And I will say these people were, were adamantly anti Mises and they said, if you're not with us, you're against us, which is cultish fucking behavior. Yeah. Which is disgusting. If your mindset is binary, it's either you're with us or you're against us, you're already not on my side. Like, I already don't listen to what you're so, saying. Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy is, you know, sometimes I mention Mises and, and I really just mean a lot of their leadership, if I'm being frank, because of how they've treated me personally. Um, and, you know, they're like, well, you can't blame the antics of one person on the whole thing. And, it, and you know, the disassociation, like freedom of association and everyone's an individual. But then, like, they attack me because of who I'm friends with, because of people I work with on doing stuff. And it's like, wait a second. You said we can't do it over here, but you're literally doing it to me right here. Um, but anyway, you have the video up. I want to give a little premise from who I can recall that you will see. The gentleman that's standing there with the hat on, that's Mitch. Willie is the African-American fellow that you'll see in a little bit when they start moving. Michael Heiss is wearing a red hoodie. Um, so you'll be able to see that, especially since there's a black background. And then Jeff Douglas was wearing a black t-shirt and I believe he gets into the scene too. All right, I'll go ahead and play it. There's not going to be any audio, but uh, it'll it'll play the video. I think the video should speak for itself. So, yeah, you see Michael come over right there. And then he gets pushed away. Sorry, it's not the best shot. And this is, by the way, this is being recorded and streamed live on TV. Yeah. So you see them kind of like people jump in and break it all up. There is no sound, John. You'll have to deal with that. Um it's probably best because there was a lot of just like echoing with inside the theater with everyone like what's happening, what's happening. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's kind of over at this point, they brought the security in. It was only, you know, like that, like 10 seconds. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the altercation this morning. And you, you missed the beginning, be, you know, because no one thought that it was going to turn into that um, of Willie taking the mics and going up there and what have you. Yeah, we so we've had uh, like detractors at LPT and conventions before, like someone who will sit in the front row and fucking just harass everyone about bylaw amendments, which is just it's, it's annoying, but no one's ever thrown hands over it. I get politics is very deeply rooted in all of us. Anyone who's involved with this on a day-to-day -day basis, it is very personal to us because we spend a lot of time. We spend a lot of money on this stuff. We spend time away from family. As we said before, there should be a fucking award for spouses who put up with our bullshit and mm -hmm. give up their time with us. But getting up there and fighting each other versus fighting the state shows that this is why the LP is struggling. This yeah. is why the LP isn't doing as well as it could because we spend more time fighting each other than we do fighting the fucking state. Yeah. 
100, 100%. And that's why when I got out there and I was like, you know, giving my spiel for, for chair, I'm like, I just want to work together to like do stuff and get stuff done. Like I could care less about all of this infighting. Like we just, we need to find common ground and that's, you know, it, it's just, yeah. I have a yeah. friend that I, that I talk to on a regular basis that is a uh, anarcho-communist. We don't mention each other's names because that person re- recognizes that their friends would fucking oust them hard for just even being associated with me. But we have conversations regularly. I want to work with this person. This is a person I think is intelligent. I think they're smart. I think they're just wrong on some things. But I don't think that they they believe what they believe in a negative way. I don't think they want people to die. I don't think they're they're malicious in their thought process. I want to work with this person. I will work with fucking anyone to end the fucking state. Like I'm I'm an anarchist. Like I think no government should exist. I think we can figure it out better on our own. But at the end of the day, I can't spend I, I can't stay in a party if it's only about infighting if that's all it is and i'm not saying that it is but it feels like it it is to a lot of people especially when you're coming into this party brand new and you're excited and you're motivated and you're hungry and you're fucking green and all you see is shit like this you yeah. see shit at the lnc you see the fucking uh like all of this other shit that's gone on over the last 12 months I can understand why people turn off and turn away, but we have to start focusing on the real enemy. And I say enemy correctly because this these are people that are killing our kids, they're killing dogs, they're killing us, they're poisoning us, they're lying to us, they're stealing from us every single fucking day, and they hate you for calling them out on it, and it's the federal government, state government, and local governments. They all three hate you, and they want you to just be complicit in their fucking money factory. Yeah, yeah. this weekend was just, I mean, how you just describe things is how I went into last convention. I was eager. I was excited. I had candidates that we were hoping to get nominated. Like I knew that there was tension and divide and everything like that, but I was like optimistic and hopeful that it wasn't like going to spew into our state. And like, we didn't do anything. We, we approved who could vote. And then we and then we elected officers, and that's all we did. We got to know bylaws, we got to know candidates for statewide, you know, offices and things like that. And then this year, they agenda was made, and it was made with the intention to get stuff done. And it was going to be bylaws first, and then platform first. There was twenty nine bylaw proposals, twenty nine because we haven't done bylaws in two at least two years. And so it was going to be bylaws platform. And then it was going to be candidates for, you know, governor and lieutenant governor and stuff. And then it was going to be officers because we should be working on the business and dealing with all of the little stuff, the little title chasing, as they like to call it. I only see some people, some certain people title chasing. Let me just make that clear. And, um, and they changed the whole agenda and they did, um, reports first, and then they did the chair office election. And then they did the other officer elections. 
And then they did um, the candidates for office. And then we did bylaws. And we ended up not having quorum today. And I think they only got like one or two bylaws done out of 29 in the platform items. That's it. We, ha we started with 339 people credentialed. There was 297 people that were seasoned. In Pennsylvania, we have a 180-day rule. So you have to be a member for six months, uh, dues paying. And then you also have to be a registered libertarian in the state. And um, it was unless prohibited by law. And that's what the out was for out-of-staters. Now that is the one bylaw that they did change. Out-of-staters cannot vote. Um, my son is on a scooter. I'm sorry if you hear that. <laughs> um, above me in the, in the living room. Cause I'm also in the basement. Um, Basement know, gang. Um, that's why we have flags. Um, <laughs> so we had 29 bylaw proposals. A lot of them were very similar. So I will say that. So it probably was more like 10 to 12 actual bylaws in all. And then there was platform items. And we got to two. Because we started with 297, 180 day people and 34 new people. Um, and so I was told the total was 339, but that math doesn't add up. So we'll, we'll just go with the total 339. And, uh, and then when we did the vote today for removing out of state, it was 195. And when we came back from lunch today, it was 153. We needed 170 for a quorum. So they could not do anything today for the most part. They got, they, they voted NOTA for governor. They voted NOTA for Lieutenant governor. And then we lost quorum or no. And then we did a bylaw change. We did the one or two bylaw changes and then we lost quorum. So then they did um, silent auction raffle. Spike did that for, you know, to raise money. And then they had the first board meeting and at the first board meeting, they decided that they were going to nominate people to run for governor and lieutenant governor. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Uh, I love I'm it. super glad. <laughs> like, I do like to. Like, I I've been given uh, the Cajun Libertarian hell. I got tweeted, uh, not tweeted, I text him regularly, call, whatever. Yeah, we were talking um, this weekend too. I give him shit about missing his flight to PA. Uh, I think, I think God basically yes. blocked his flight. God, was, God was like, snooze. Well, you and go I back to sleep. I don't know if he told you, like, he realized he, after he got back, he forgot his insulin. So, like, he didn't have his license. And then he had to go back and get that. And then when he was unpacking his bag, he realized that he forgot his insulin. And I'm just like, this was God telling you you weren't supposed to be here this weekend. Like, I miss, I have not personally met him in person. So, like, I was looking forward to actually having, you know, that, that moment to, like, engage. Uh, especially since I was very drunk this weekend. Um I'll give you. I'll give you a moment to rephrase that. That sounded a little no, weird. No, I was very drunk this weekend. I, I you wanted to meet him because you were drunk. No, no, I would no. Okay, correction. <laughs> I so, I get what you're saying now. I I'm, I'm giving you an out here, Christine. Right, I'm giving you I, an out. I am a very um, silly, weird, 
fun drunk. And I think it would have been fun to... Yeah, it just it would have been a really fun experience to have with a new friend. So that's what I meant is that I was I was not normal Christine this weekend because of all the bull that I uh, I I let myself go when my husband was on child duty. Well, I will say this: if you can make it to the LPT and convention in a couple weeks, I will be guaranteed to be drunk. Uh, libertarian <laughs> events like this require my uh, sobriety to be thrown out the window. Not that it's hard to do because usually I am drunk, anyways. Per tonight, um, but I, bought, I, I will one drink this weekend. Everyone else bought me drinks because they knew what I was going through. Well, bless those people. They did. They did the Lord's work this weekend. They absolutely did. And I thank every one of you and I can name all, but the last person who bought one, because again, it was very late and that was like my eighth drink of the day. <laughs> so cranberry I pineapple will. vodka in case anyone ever wants to know. I will give out a dirty secret tonight that uh, I know will, will not be passed along to the state because nobody from the state watches. Uh, I will be doing that firearms course probably completely smashed and it'll still be the best fucking course anyone's seen like it'll be fucking fantastic and i will be handling all the firearms so uh there will be no ammo i will not pull an alec baldwin but it'll be a fantastic course yeah well yeah i had friends walk me back to the room last night because i was um making sure that i was safe we'll just we'll say it that way knowing that i was very intoxicated that's a good thing (laughs) uh jonathan yes our mr pirate man arr there's still tickets available for lpt convention absolutely uh it is 100 free to attend all the training courses and the business and all that if you are a Tennessee resident who has paid your dues, which is a grand total of 25 bucks for the year, you can vote. Uh, but if you're not a state resident, you can still attend. You just can't vote. The gala starts at 60 bucks, goes up to like 150 bucks. There's like VIP tables. I will be hosting a gun raffle at the gala. And there is a cool fucking gun that I will be displaying that even Christine, who is not the gun person, she says things like the smaller pistol gun things. Um, I shot one in my life. Oh, you're coming to East Tennessee, and I'm fixing that shit. It only, uh, I only I have, got it to prepare for boot camp. My my boyfriend at the time was like, if you're going to go to boot camp, you need to know how to shoot a gun. So yeah. he took me to the range. I have a binary trigger on order, which is, and I, so here's a joke I'm going to tell at convention. But it's the reason it's called a binary con, uh, binary trigger is it's it's it only has two modes: full send or no send. Uh, it's either all the way on or it's all the way off, and it basically bypasses the uh, the ATF Class Three firearms loophole because the trigger acts. It, so when you pull the trigger, it acts as a machine gun, but because of the ATF's definitions on what a machine gun is, it operates like a semi-auto, so you don't need a Class 3 permit to put this thing in your gun. So you come to you come to East Tennessee, and I will put a fully fucking automatic AR in your fucking hands, and you will ride the lightning. <laughs> um, maybe. 
I'll say it that way. Maybe I was actually invited to um, two things this past weekend. Um, I was invited to Porkfest to be a panelist in one of the tents. And then I was invited to the Association of Libertarian Educators because of working in a school and stuff like that. So I don't know when those work are happening. I don't know if I'm participating. One's in New Hampshire, obviously. The Porkfest is in June in New Hampshire. And the other one's in Massachusetts at the end of the month. So I will have to see what that all entails and if I can afford <laughs> to come to Tennessee. I've never been to Tennessee, actually. So, Well, it is the best state in the nation. Uh, I will just say that. So, I mean, if there's a better reason, I can give it to you. But it is the best state. If you ignore Al Gore, uh, if you if you <laughs> completely out, if you ignore the fact that Al Gore was once uh, elected here, uh, it, it's the best state in the country. Um, Ryan, are you objecting to ignoring Al Gore? Do I need to um, defriend you from my life? What are you objecting to? I think he's objecting to Tennessee being the best state in the nation, and I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, I will I will save this. Uh, for when I become Supreme Overlord of North America and you're not gonna you're not gonna make it, bud. Yeah, Kareem, he's he's good peoples. Uh he's odd, but he's good peoples. He's he was on or is was, I don't know at this point, Joe's campaign team. Um yeah. Yeah, he was is was a member of the Joe Slosky campaign team. So that's one of the guys from the Mises world that I am happy to be friends with and work with. So John says he objects to life. Ryan is <laughs> mandatory. Ryan did not vote for me this weekend because he changed his voter registration before convention out of the frustration of being of us violating Pennsylvania election code by allowing out of staters to vote. I understand and I support him in his decision. He says, I agree with not bootleg. Tennessee is amazing. I, I would say Pennsylvania is, but um, after this weekend, I, I'm questioning a lot of things. So. I was gonna, I was literally going <laughs> to fly to Pennsylvania and fight you because apparently that's the, the new libertarian thing to do yes. in Pennsylvania. That should just be our new logo now. It's like the robot, those, uh, those like robot guys, you know, the Rock'em Sock'em robots. We should just... Rock, yeah, Rock'em Sock'em robots. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we're as libertarians, it's not so much rock'em sock'em robots because that's pretty violent and like like there's actual hits that are laid. So it would be more like uh sock'em boppers because it's childish and stupid and it's it's like the softest blows ever thrown, probably. So I'm I'm just thinking about the things that I could do to modify a rock'em sock'em robot to make it an LPPA version. Like I'm thinking about like painting them and like yellow and then putting like t-shirts on them that indicate one side versus the other and then maybe putting microphones in the hands of one of them <laughs> so starting <laughs> next week on the uh not a real podcast.com we will be selling modified rock and sock and robots to have mises and the cathedral caucus caucus <laughs> on one side and you know uh so for the low price of my fucking sanity, you can have <laughs> you can have your own set of modified rock of soccer. Oh, Chris, hungry, hungry at this, <laughs> and the balls will be. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! I got one for hungry, hungry. No. We have to do this. Listen, 
we'll you know how you have to like they have to eat the little balls on each one of the balls we'll put a, an officer office on them it'll be like chair it'll be vice chair it'll be treasurer and you just have to keep <laughs> fighting to try and eat it. and and the special one you know how there's always that one that's like the special one that you have to get it's like white or something it'll be the dictator of the Mises caucus <laughs> the the forever chair of the Mises caucus will be the white ball Aren't you so glad you had me on tonight? Uh, Are you I'm, okay? I'm... We're just gonna we're just gonna modify all childhood toys to um <laughs> to uh, make them um relevant. John is John is saying exactly what I was thinking: the white ball with a bunch of fucking dying emojis. There you go. <laughs> uh, the red ball uh, symbolizes the hoodie. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, I am um, accepting donations of Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> I'm also do accepting donations of a Rock'em Sock'em because I apparently don't have campaigns now because both of my people were noted and uh, I'm not chair. So I have plenty of time to modify these with my crafty skills. So anyone wants to send me Hungry Hungry Hippos or Rock'em Sock'em robots, what else can we change? Uh, can we do shoots and ladders? Can we can <laughs> can we do something with shoots and ladders? Where you land on a spot that has the the shoot, and it's it's them kicking you down the slide so that you have to go <laughs> to the bottom. You say something against their pro caucus, you get shooted all the way back to the start. There you uh, go. But if you say something pro another caucus, it it ladders you all the way to the top. Yeah, there you go. What else is it? Come on, people in the comments. Monopoly LPPA edition. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just, it's just two spaces. It's, uh, it's Mises of the Cathedral Caucus. Uh, no, no, each space like, is all the way office. around. Each space is office, and how much it's going to cost you. To... <laughs> so one of them <laughs> will just be your soul. <laughs> and then... Can I? Would it be too far to say that, uh, like, instead of no, the tax, the the tax spot. Uh, it for it makes a really witty joke about bruised knees and like rug burnt knees. As long as one of the spots can have lucky charms, that's fine. I'm down <laughs> with that. I like lucky charms as a kid, so I'm good with that. Do you do you get that reference though? Lucky charms. So, yeah. So they're magically delicious. There are some people who refer to Michael Heiss and Michael. You've never had a conversation with me. So if you're watching this, let's have a conversation. Let's figure things out. But until then, I'm going to repeat what some people say. Um, Michael married a very nice lady from what I hear. And he wore a very green tuxedo with his reddish hair. Oh, no. To his wedding. Oh, and no. He, and he's not a very tall fella. Oh, no. And he wore a yellow tie and shoes, I think it was. So I'm just going to leave it at that and allow you to connect the dots. But as long as it, we can have the road burn or rug burn or whatever, as long as there's a spot that allows for a pot of gold and lucky charms. Yeah. Uh, Throwers after his lucky charms. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, look. 
I think we could start a GoFundMe to get you to LPT and and I want to start doing more like in person interviews. Uh, I think I'm gonna um, I've promised um Tony DeRazio an in person interview. I promised him that the very first in person interview I will do that's not related to something else. Cause I did a, I did a few in Russell uh like six whatever fucking months ago. But uh yeah, I want to do more in-person interviews. I think they're fun, uh, especially if I've been drinking, as I've been tonight, and I just I stop giving a fuck. I mean, I don't give a fuck anyways, but like it, I think I get a little more clever. Um, uh, where's that guy? At? He said, "R." God damn y'all! Put so many fucking comments on here. I'm not looking for it anymore. I give up. Anyways, any more questions tonight? I was gonna, I was gonna, t- you know, fuck it. Uh, I'm open. I don't have to- I'm not running for anything, and none of my cam- candidates are running campaigns. Uh, you know, whatever. Just yeah, I am yeah, so- to decorum and and be nice in the most way possible. But yeah, go ahead. Well, you're looking for a campaign to work on. Why don't you be my campaign manager? I'll run for LNC chair, and we'll just abolish LNC. How about that? Sweet. Let's do it. Let's. Do I've it. made that joke so many times, and then someone was like, hey, you should actually do this. And I was like, I don't want to. And they're like, oh, I'm starting you a page. I was like, I'm scared because I'm worried I'll win. Like, if I actually, like, put in a little bit of effort to say, hey, we'll just abolish LNC. I'm worried that I'd win, so <clears throat> not serious. I, you're, it looks like your convention is the 18th to the 20th. Yes, ma'am. My mother-in-law is coming into town. Oh, bring your mother-in-law. Let's <laughs> have a great time. We'll, <laughs> we'll get her fucking she, drunk and high she, shit she too. Would not. She would not. I love her so much, she, but she is a Democrat. Very, very, very left. And she would hate you with your um, range stuff that you're going to do because she is very uh, against guns. Oh, I can. Dem- talking to Democrats about gun laws are super fucking easy. As long as you know how to pitch it. You say, if you legitimately think that black Americans are being oppressed by cops, you should go the Black Panther route, which is to arm black people in, in yeah. impoverished communities. If you want them to be able to defend themselves against cops, which I think they should, I think all minority communities should be able to be free of police oppression, of police state and oppression. Let's give them fucking guns. Yeah. I actually, I don't know if I talked to you about this when we, when I talked to someone on, a, on one of the podcasts that I was doing and we were talking about guns and I was talking to my mother-in-law and, she, you know, she, again, she's against guns. And I was like, you know, you own one, right? And she's like, no, I don't. I was like, no, you do. The difference is that yours is 15, 20 minutes away and other people have them in their house. So you have to wait for your tax dollars to show up to defend you and other people are doing it immediately. And she was like, I don't agree with that. And I was like, it's true though. You pay tax dollars. The cops have the guns who are going to protect and save you, but they're not here. So, 
my rebuttal to that is that cops are have they have no legal right or they have no legal responsibility to protect you. That's the only rebuttal of that. The Supreme Court has stated that cops aren't responsible for saving your life. They're just responsible for stopping crime. Or, or arresting people that have committed crimes. That's their only responsibility. Yeah. They're not responsible for saving your life. So, yeah. if you but... walk through... God. If you walk through my door, unannounced and unwelcomed, you kick my door in, I put a fucking hole in the size of your chest that even DMX says uh, <laughs> your grandma can't digest because of the size of the hole in your chest... I will still do my damnedest to try and provide first aid to save your life. Most police officers are not either A, equipped enough to do so, or B, have the knowledge to do so, or three, which is C, aren't going to try to. Well, I will actually try to save your life because you are a human being. Even though you're a piece of shit who fucked around and found out very quickly, I will still try to save your life. Well, I, uh, I, and, and, uh, some people are going to hate me for this and whatever. Um, I was in college and I wanted to be a lawyer. This is when I got out of the Navy and, uh, medical discharge, by the way. And, uh, you were in the Navy for 36 days. I had a medical discharge in boot camp. Oh, so like, yes, but not like really. It's like a weird thing. I don't know how to explain it. I went to Great Lakes. You went to Navy camp. I went to Navy camp <laughs> and threw up all over the table after I had to drink lots of water and then had to wear clothes. Anyway, where I was going with this was that I was in college and I was going to be a lawyer after the Navy. And they're like, if you don't do well in your SATs, you won't do well in your LSATs. And I was like, oh, then I'm going to be a shitty lawyer and then I'm never going to get that. I'm going to spend just money and not pass. So I decided to go and become a cop. And I was sitting in my ethics class and they were saying about how to be a cop. You don't need a college degree. And I'm like, why the hell am I spending $45,000 at least on a college degree for something I don't need to do? So I did go and, and I applied to be a police officer and I passed my application. And then I went to take my test and I failed my oral exam because, so, and this is where it connects for the record, is I believe that you should shoot to wound or like shoot to you know wound to stop and they believe that you should shoot to kill you should that's literally yeah well you, you should always shoot that. to kill but you also just said that you would save try and save the person mm -hmm. yep. and um yeah and it just in my head it, that's what the police are told to do is like kill the person you want to know why they're told that I mean, I probably know from my time, but that was also like 15 years ago. So go right ahead. Uh, what? Where are the majority of your vital organs located? In your chest, right? Like yeah. right here. What's the largest part of your body? The chest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's why you that you're trained literally to shoot to kill because your heart, your lungs, all of that is located in this area, but it's also the largest it. target. I guess my concern, and we're going way off topic here, but that's fine of what we were initially talking about, but that's fine. Um, my concern is like, what about like falsely accused or misidentification of the person and things like that, which we see happen all the time is where we're shooting first and asking later if that was the person and that, that in my head is not okay. So there's a libertarian board game, fuck around and find out. <laughs> Yep, Ryan says that's there's the libertarian board game. Fuck around and find out. Uh, available on the not a real. 
Go ahead. Uh, available on the on the website uh, I mentioned earlier. Uh, it won't be available because I'm not going to fucking put in the time for that. But someone yeah, said sure. earlier we should change "sorry" to "f you." <laughs> the game "sorry." Oh <laughs> yeah! Instead of the game "sorry," it's just called "fuck you." <laughs> You've got. <laughs> you've got cathedral pieces and you've got Mises pieces, and it's just you screaming too, just for just for shits and giggles. So have because there's like four different colors, so we need four different colors. So like, let's have the two yeah. crazy ones. You got you got the blue for Mises. You've got like that reddish or the black or whatever for cathedral. You could have like a yellow for the Waffle House, and then we could have I, I don't know any other caucuses. There's the Woodchipper Caucus. There's uh, Nicole and Tim McMaster are talking about making a uh, farmers caucus for those who are in agriculture. So we can I do a green chickens. one for the farmers caucus. Yeah, there we go. I'm I'm down for that. I, I we we have chickens here. Uh, I've raised unregistered, unlicensed, tax free eggs. So uh, there you go. You can be part of the farmers caucus if and when it ever gets established. Fuck. <laughs> um. So careful, they might Mises might come for you. That's fine. Um, uh, people come for me all the time. I, I just that's that's part of the game. Uh, I just yeah, I don't I don't defend cops, right? Like I, I think there's a lot of bad cops out there, but I also say that there's a lot of good cops out there. Mm-hmm. I am the anti-collectivist on policing. I make a lot of comments about. You know, if cops break into your fucking door, you should absolutely shoot them. Yeah, uh, it's your that. property. But that doesn't mean that they're all bad. They're they're either a they believe in the bullshit propaganda that's being pushed on them, or b <clears throat> they're scared to death of losing their job. Both reasons are fucking terrible for kicking someone's door in. Um, I, I, I and so I have friends who are cops and. They're some of the most amazing and do try and do put like the law and humankind and stuff before anything else. There are crappy people in any field and the bad apples are always going to stand out. There are crappy teachers. There are crappy priests. There are crappy doctors. There are crappy cops. There are crappy other stuff. I mean, all politicians are basically crappy. So we know that that <laughs> happens. That is a collective kind of whole. Um <laughs> You know, there are some crappy grocery stores that are, you know, and there's ones that are better. Like, it's just, it kind of, it's kind of like capitalism. (laughs) The things, it it really is like things will succeed and other things will fail. And, you know, it eventually, and I think when they're held accountable in any of those fields, it weeds out the bad stuff. Let's see, what's this say? Outlaw Barber. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good name. All tyranny you have ever witnessed that had manifested into existence is because of law enforcement agencies. Yes, because all laws are enforced at the barrel of, at the end of a barrel of a gun. Because even tax laws, if you fail to uh, pay your taxes, they will send someone with a gun to arrest you and take you to prison because of you not paying your your fucking your sacrilege fucking dues to the omnipotent state who does not a damn thing to protect you or benefit you in any way. Um, 
I work I work in an automotive shop where we actually do work on a lot of vehicles for uh, state troopers for highway patrol in my area, and a lot of the guys I talk to and I ask, I, <clears throat> like they're 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 typically coming off of a night shift and they're coming in in the morning and I'm talking to them. When you're tired, you let a little 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 more slip loose than you, you're yeah. used to, but I'll talk to them and I'll just I'll level with them I'm like, hey, I was an MP, you know, what do you think about this? And they'll just fucking off the beat just fucking rail on you like like dude this is such bullshit like i was talking to a guy the other day he said dude i fucking refuse to enforce drug laws he said i pulled a guy over the other day for speeding and i opened the fucking door and it smelled like fucking weed you know what i did i said no what'd you do he said that motherfucker got a five over speeding ticket and he went about his fucking day I said, by God, that's a fucking amazing stance to have. I said, I don't agree with all of it. I think I think speeding laws are bullshit too, but you know, good on you, bud. I appreciate that. That motherfucker. Like, so it, it is a state account that get pays all that. But yeah. if it was his personal vehicle, I'd give him a discount. So Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I have like I've coached um, soccer. I used to call it coach T-ball, and one of my he was my assistant coach, and then he ended up being a head coach for one of the other teams because you know parents don't like to volunteer to coach kids. Anyway, um, this will actually be my last season coaching because when they have to earn their trophy, it's too much work for me. Um, so, but he is a detective down in Baltimore City. And he and I have had multiple conversations and I've gone to him about things. Um, I've talked to him about libertarian stuff and like gotten his perspective on things. And it, it, there are, there are many good ones out there who, who trying to serve their community, protect people, you know, protect their properties or whatever, keep, you know, violence down and stuff. We in York city here, we have, um, a new captain or chief or something. I'm not super familiar, but he has like started programs for like the inner city young men who don't have jobs or can't like get like a good job. He literally has gotten money donated for people to pay their filing fees and like stuff like that, their application fees to become a police officer to try and get them off the streets and into a good job where they can, you know, make a change and have an active role in their their community so there are good people out there that have maybe a crappy job like that where they're put in positions where they have to make those kind of like questionable calls yeah so one thing i've seen too is in my area is that uh there's a militia that uh supplements a local police department i say local it's within a one hour drive because everything here is within a one hour drive um they so the the local that that militia for that area supplements that local police force and i've i've talked to a few of the guys so the guy who's in charge of the militia has one view the guys who are kind of in that militia have a different view and a lot of them are like look we don't we don't really agree with drug laws like weed is a fucking plant like it grows naturally it's not a it's not a thing that we should give a shit about yeah and they're like but you know, they, then they always make the case why heroin should be illegal and all this and whatever. But it, it is nice to see regular, like they are literally the most of most of them are Republicans and they they vote Republican. They simp for Trump, whatever. 
but they make the best cause ever for why we can get rid of police departments. If you have to have a militia that backs up a police department in order for the police department to do its job, why do we need taxpayer-funded police departments? If militias are able to operate for free and do the same job, why do we need the overfunded police departments that have APCs? Because for a lot of people who don't know, the Bloods and the Crips were originally created to defend black neighborhoods from police aggression. They weren't originally uh, created to make money, but as all things progress, someone somewhere was like, hey, I can make money off this shit, and yeah, we have what we have now. And, and, and then took advantage of it. Yep. This is my shocked face. <laughs> well, we have been doing this for an hour and a half. Well, I've been doing this for an hour and a half. You've been here for about an hour. Hour and 15. It was about 15 minutes in when I got on. Is there anything else you want to know about conventions before we get off? Mm, there were some questions, uh, but that was like a bottle and a half ago. Let's see. What was there? Uh, no, I, I'm not saying anything. I just scrolled really fast through all of that. Um, but I will say this. I, and I like leaving these these episodes, like these really more intense episodes with some good information. Like just some feel-good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, here we go. Ryan says, what was the most disingenuous part of convention? I'll let you answer that. Okay, first off, premise. Disingenuous was like the word of the week for all the Mises leadership. Um, the chair who won was calling people disingenuous c-word like literally members, cunts? yes i don't like that word he was literally calling members of the state party that phrase 48 hours before he was elected in chair what a cunt <laughs> so what was the most disingenuous part of convention it was probably all of saturday john says ryan whatever the last name uh, dilatory uh, stop being intellectually dishonest, you plant. Yes, everyone who doesn't agree with certain leadership in the Mises Caucus is deemed a plant within the Libertarian Party. Like a house plant or like an outdoor plant? Like, like you know how people say that they, the government sends like an FBI agent into like a thing and yeah. I, I will say that that is a real thing. Oh, I don't think sure it's is. But it's funny when they call like Drew Bingaman, who is now leading, he is now um, establishing the Pirate Party in Pennsylvania, which is a legitimate thing. It's a whole national like political party. Um, Drew is a former LNC chair. He has been the former chair of the Judicial Committee. He is literally uh, help. He is an elected. He was an elected libertarian. Like he has literally spent the last decade of his life devoted to this party. And they called him a plant. And I'm like, wow, that's some long game right there. Like 10 years, you know, and running the party and getting everyone's trust. Like, 
that that is some some real game action right there and i'd love to know how that happens yeah i i call people all the time and i'm like hey i disagree with you and here's why but i don't i don't i don't i don't call people plants well unless unless they do some like fed boy shit right like they're like hey i drive a suburban that's like almost brand new and i'm going to go to all the conventions that's some fed boy shit um so i have a great joke for this head uh so the english language is interesting to learn we don't we take it for granted because uh you know there's a lot of silent letters uh you know knight has one silent k knickknack has four silent k's and gop has three silent k's Say that again? I'm sorry. I said I said knight has one silent K, like a knight in armor. Yeah. One silent K. Knickknack has four silent Ks, but the GOP or Republican Party has three silent Ks. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> With that, I'm gonna end this fucking show because I thought that we were ending fucking... on a good note, not a joke that could throws the that joke bombed harder than Russia and Ukraine. Uh, what happened was I was reading a Facebook post of someone calling out John Waldenberger, and I wasn't fully paying attention. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, it was about him dropping a hot mic at convention because uh, he ran for the lieutenant governor nomination. And when he um, – we can end on this note. And when, um, and when John was, like, up there and was able to have his – 32 minutes to, to like plead his case he was like f all of you you know you, i thought we were the party of freedom the party of individualism blah 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 blah, blah. and then he went like this and dropped a hot mic <laughs> so uh, my friend was you know condemning him for dropping that because he should know better and shouldn't have done that because that was someone else's property john hashtag um, mark lives matter uh. <laughs> the Rock of Sock and Robot's gonna have a sticker that has that shit. Guys, I'm I'm fully expecting these games <laughs> to arrive at my house. I will I will create an Amazon wish list so they get to. <laughs> so i can make these and then we can um <laughs> <Tape it>. <laughs> so, bad. Oh. so i'm gonna ask you one final question and then let, let's, the, let's for the torso that's fuck it. absolutely that's where all the organs are fuck that heart and those livers and kidneys anyways let's let's hit the real hot topic button right now it's everywhere. If you've not seen it, you live on a fucking rock. I may. You, you can just call me what Patrick. You... No, this is Patrick. Anyways, um, <laughs> you got it. That's all that matters. <laughs> so, what is your opinion on this whole Russia invading Ukraine thing? What? What? How did? I think we yeah, I made a joke that my joke bombed harder than Russia and Ukraine. So I, and I started thinking, I was like, you know, I wonder what her opinion is on this. 
Because, I mean, by God, we've done every fucking thing else tonight, so let's do that. Why not? Um, Why fucking not? To be completely frank, although my name is Christine. God, um, you beat me to it, fuck! (laughs) Um, I don't follow a lot of international news because it's all bullshit and, uh, and, and, and sad and yeah, it just, it's, it's not good news. But from what I do know, um, because I still need to be a human and have, you know, empathy for all of these people and stuff. Um, we should not have intervened previously. And, uh, and, but Putin is just a dick. I hope that gets clipped and shared around everywhere because that would be super awesome. But, um, and, you know, I saw, I saw this picture and this kind of, this kind of sums it up for me and probably not the answer you want from me or anything. I saw a lady holding a sign and it said, if Russia stops fighting, there is no more war. If Ukraine stops fighting, there is no more Ukraine. And I feel like, that kind of summarizes like they're defending their homeland from, from foreign attacks. And if Switzerland can become not neutral after 500 years or whatever, I think you did done fucked up. And, um, and I don't swear that often I've done a little bit here and there, but like something's wrong when Switzerland decides and they didn't even do, and they didn't even do this in like world war two. Like they chose a side here. And I think that that's kind of just, that's kind of just kind of summarizes everything is, is Putin is a dick and the people of Russia. I saw some, I'm sorry, you were going to say something and I cut you off, but um, TikTok has been amazing to get some insights on what's going on over there. And I've seen some really like heartbreaking videos of like Russian soldiers like turning themselves into the Ukraine and getting amnesty and getting like food. Like they don't even have food. Their Russian soldiers don't even have daily needs. They're just literally being sent out there to die. And what he was saying when he was talking to his mom via the translation. Now I haven't like validated this. You're talking about the UN uh, presentation to the uh, security council. Um, the, the text messages that were being sent from a soldier to his mother. This was a guy sitting with his phone like this while some lady holds a drink and some food for him. And she gave him a phone to call his mom back in Russia. And he's like talking about how they're leaving all of the dead on the, on the battlegrounds. Like they're not collecting their dead and everything. And I would just, you know, I forget who said it. Um, but like we used to get, the information on war secondhand weeks, days later because of the way that the media and stuff works. And now with technology and having the internet and TikTok and YouTube and everything like that and live streaming stuff, we're able to see it firsthand through that camera lens. Mm-hmm. And it really just changes the perception of what's happening and, and the ideas and in the propaganda can still happen, but I feel like we're able to see a clear, a clearer lens when we're able to see it, from the angle that's being shot. So I think Russia and oh, I think Putin needs, I'm not going to call for a violation of the nap, but I'm thinking someone needs to take care of Putin. Um, and I think that they need to get out of Ukraine and just let them live. So 
my address to this, I've not made. I, I've made a couple of statements about my support for Ukraine. Um, I've seen a lot of libertarians, a lot of people I personally agree with on a lot of things saying, oh, don't believe this war. It's not what it is. What I know is that Russia has invaded a sovereign nation. Has there been corruption in Ukraine? Absolutely. 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 That's fine. But the people of Ukraine have a right to support their own corrupt government versus being forced into another government. The people of Ukraine have a right to their elected corruption versus being forced into another nation that they don't want to be a part of. And what we're seeing is a mass resistance of Ukrainians fighting against Russians who don't want to be a part of Russia. So at the end of the day, yes, I I can say that the Ukrainians may not like the government. They may not like their president, which they they might like him now. He's been out well, there. <laughs> his his approval rating before the war was twenty six percent, which was only rivaled by Kamala Harris. Like only her numbers were lower than that. But he has shown to be a phenomenal battlefield leader, which yeah. they didn't think they would need. I even said, Spike Cohen even said, a lot of us said there's no way that Russia invades because that's so stupid. Why the fuck would you put troops on the fucking border of another nation that you're going to invade weeks or months before? That's stupid. That's a strategic blunder. By God, was I fucking wrong. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm willing to say that I'm wrong. That's fine. But even if you think the people of Ukraine are being oppressed by the government, they still have the right to have their own government and not be forced into another government. These people who are taking up arms against the Russians are still people doing the work that most Americans aren't willing to put up now. Most Americans are not willing to fight for their own freedom. And we fight. There are people fighting against this whole war saying that, oh, you know, Ukraine, you know, their their government's wrong and blah, blah. Yeah, I agree with that. But if that's your entire narrative on all of this, you're missing the point. You're missing the very fundamental point that the Ukrainian people deserve to have their own corrupt government. We have our own corrupt government. Yeah, I, was I think gonna, democracy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it'd be like Russia coming in here and trying to take over here just because we have a. They don't agree with our political system. It's like just good you fucking don't luck. Yeah. yeah true but uh you know what I mean? it's just because you don't agree with their system and and just because you think that they have resources that you should have access and and abilities to i mean doesn't mean it needs to happen or should happen yeah all governments are corrupt chris you are absolutely 100 percent accurate on that sorry <laughs> yeah it, it's just it blows my mind when i see people talking about this as if you know the the war is just like so i understand wall-to-wall coverage of something is always a cover-up for something else i am one of those people that understand that like they're, they're doing some shady shit in dc that they don't want us to know about but it doesn't detract from the fact that people in ukraine are legitimately fighting for their right to have a government that they vote for yep. even if you believe that their government is not elected 
they still are fighting to have a country that is not Russia. Yeah. They are fighting tooth and fucking nail. Oh, fucking mammal fucking uh, sunflower seeds handed a bunch of Russian soldiers. I love that lady. I don't know her, but I want her to be my grandmother. She is my spirit animal. Like, right? like I want to carry sunflower seeds in my pocket just to like honor her so that in the event that someone pisses me off or someone in a green suit pisses me off, um, I can be like, here, these are for you. I want pretty sunflowers to grow on your grave when you <laughs> finally piss me off. It, it, can I make a segue? You can keep talking, but I can segue this back to convention, and then we can end on a good note. Yes, I will. I will finish up my statement here yeah, with the people of Ukraine are doing what they need to do. They're doing what yeah. most Americans should do. Most Americans, if if we were in that position, or at least I would believe that most of us would do. They are doing what most Americans should do against their own government. We we should fight for our freedom, tooth and nail. We should vote first, <clears throat> physically fight later, and then at the end of the day, do what we have to do to be free individuals on a planet that is a fucking rock floating through space. And then we drink. have to do what... Yeah. Get fucking trashed. <laughs> Sponsored by Jim Beam. Um, I had a bottle of four roses by right there in the trash. Um, I got into one here. Let's see. Don't fall. <laughs> but into okay. bottle of four roses on trash. Hey, hey Kobe. Uh, I, I made it so I can't say it, Kobe. Um, yeah. I mean, it comes down to, at the end of the day. The Ukrainian people are showing Americans what it looks like to fight for freedom. I mean, it does. I mean, they're showing us what it fucking looks like to whoop ass. I've seen footages of uh, footages. This is uh, footage of Ukrainian farmers in tractors towing off tanks. I've seen footage of a guy driving down a major roadway with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, picking up a landmine and carrying it off. I have seen some of the best wartime footage ever of urban combat footage of people fighting against a major government that I've seen in a long time. If you want to know why a government is scared of its people, why it should be scared of its people, look to the footage coming out of Ukraine. Average people with firearms can do more damage to a organized government than they believe. The American people can and absolutely should stand against this government because what the fuck are they going to do about it? Absolutely. One million people are in the active military in the United States. One million. In a nation of 360 million people. Good fucking luck. Yeah. I Good luck, Ray Frost, by the way. You are now on the terrorist watch list. So Fantastic. My ex-husband will love to use that against me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should never give up your arms. Or your legs, for that matter. It's been a long day. I'm Sponsored saying- by Thomas Queter. Time for... <laughs> 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 
Tom was there this weekend and he lost his wallet. I have no idea if he found it, but he lost his wallet. Was it was it was it in his pants pocket? Because <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I know that he came. So we had two birthday parties this weekend for the same person because she's amazing and deserves two birthday parties. Just want to say that, Liz Terwilliger. And so Friday night we had a surprise birthday party for her, and Joe Jorgensen showed up, and Spike came, and Tasha, and they were all there, and it was like a whole thing. And then Saturday night was supposed to be like a fundraiser one for her, but that's where, you know, I got drunk and Tom does wear pants. I saw them on him this weekend because Tom was there. <laughs> they're, they're Tom pants. Like, yeah. But that's the, that's, he, he kept like, because he was looking for his wallet, he kept like backing up and everyone had to like keep moving, you know, and we're like, Tom's going to run us over. And, um, and Spike was like, oh, oh, gotta move. <laughs> it was Can I tell you that I've received a lot of pictures of Tom Quito's feet, and I fucking hate my life for it. Oh, you like, want to hear, have... hear something worse? Worse than Thomas Quito's feet? Michael Heiss's butt crack was on full display this weekend. So, I beat you there, because that's what I had to see out of my peripheral vision. Why did you remove... <laughs> What you... Why did you put me in full screen? What are you doing? You okay? Look, I already have PTSD. I don't need pictures of Tom Cretus' feet or Michael Heiss's ass crack. I actually had to ask someone because he's not going to listen to me, Michael, and he's never had a conversation with me. I was like, hey, Luke, can you please ask Michael to pull up his pants? Because he's like right at the microphone and he's like right between the microphone and the panel seats. And like I'm watching and listening and all I see is him bending over and like squatting and all I see is crack. And and Luke just laughed. He was like, I'll try. <laughs> like, I'll try. But to um, segue, someone actually tried to dedicate the L and I feel bad now. But they tried to dedicate the LPPA convention to the truck convoy in Canada, and then that failed. Someone amended it to dedicate it to Ukraine, <laughs> um, the Ukrainians fighting, and uh, and then that failed because everyone agreed that we shouldn't be dealing with international issues. Yeah. I agree. We shouldn't be involved with it. That was my... That's my trying to bring it full circle back to the initial conversation. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> so uh go to notarealpodcast.com to, to to donate funds to get uh Christine to fucking LPT convention this year. Um I will get her fucking smash face drunk and have her I'll, I'll just I, I won't even be at the booth I, i'll just walk away and i'll give her the microphone <laughs> and i'll let her do interviews like like street interview style i'll like put a mic on her and everything and it'll be fantastic so if you want to see her at the lpt convention fucking drunk uh reach out at least uh, for one day I, I i can't promise that i would be able to do the whole weekend how about that one day's fine uh will is looking at 
my co-host on Thursday nights uh, is looking to do one day. If I can coordinate getting both of you there on on one day and I can get you both drunk and just walk away and go do something else, that would be fantastic. I would legit watch it on my phone as I walk away and watch that train collide. It would be fan-fucking-tastic. Well, I'm happy to be here anytime you want. And maybe I will purposely drink alcohol one of those evenings to give you that insight. It was so it was really funny because I got drunk towards the I know we're still talking and I don't care, but I hope you don't care. Um <laughs> the second half of the business meeting on Saturday, the bar opened up upstairs in the theater. So I was drinking and I started as uh, someone told me that I started getting a little belligerent in it at the end and i was definitely you know intoxicated and uh one of my friends larry we were talking about something loud and i was like be careful they're gonna f with you and he looked at me and he goes and larry's a little older he's a little heavier guy he's really great though he's running for state rep i think so i said be careful they're gonna f with you and he looks at me and goes i'm not effable and i just lost it i just like fell to my knees laughing and I couldn't control my laughter. What are you doing? No one wants me on full screen. I look, I got four hours of sleep last night. Um, so it was really interesting. So Christine intoxicated, uh, is a giggle person. Where did you go? Hi guys. Apparently now I am the, not a real news, not a real, libertarian news broadcaster person <laughs> larryforliberty.org but like where did you go anybody have any questions in the comments <laughs> that i can answer until he gets back and gets situated and collected <laughs> i'm getting more drunk uh, uh fantastic I just finished off. I just, yes, so. I'm taking over not a real libertarian. <laughs> I broke take over. Ryan says I broke you. I think you broke him. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, the state has been trying to do that for years and they have not succeeded. It's just made me more violent. John Wilkes Booth. He never missed a shot. Um, <laughs> so we've got hashtag Mike Lives Matter and hashtag Takeover. Oh, uh, I was not peeing in a sink. I don't have a sink in my basement, bud. Let's see. Hashtag Takeover, Soloski, Spire, who knows? That Call would be the Tyler. Question. Tyler um, is someone who ran for office up here. And um, he's a really great guy. And he and I were talking earlier and stuff. And he's a big supporter of Joe. And he was really upset. He was thinking he would have to take the Solaski sticker off of his toolbox. But I told him to not do that yet. Because Joe's still figuring out what he wants to do. He should run as an independent. Uh, I cannot confirm or deny any of that. My mouth is silent. Bullshit. Uh, David Valenti says, hashtag, hashtag, uh, we've got hashtag Undertaker for the LPPA, and then we've got what the fuck. So, you know what? 
Um, <clears throat> I've got to be up at 4.30 to go to the gym because I'm a fucking piece of shit who goes to the gym at 4.30 in the morning. Brian, I love uh, hearing that, just for the record. Same here. I'm supporting Joe no matter what happens. JoeSoloski.com. I was there. Jesus Christ. Stop fucking commenting. <laughs> Why? They love us. Keep, keep just, commenting. You just, need to kick Will, you just gotta kick Will off and it can just be you and me now. <laughs> uh, I was the retro games guy. <laughs> best time to go to the gym. It is. It is the best time to go to the gym. Uh, I was like, so I go, I, so when I go early in the morning, that's, that's a, that's a bad laugh. That's a bad, very bad laugh. I, uh, I go in the morning. What? Ed Regan's joke. So what? Go up to, from what David said, best time to go to the gym. As a retro games guy. Next one. Question. What is the difference between a porcupine and the LPPA after it meets its takeover? A porcupine has its pricks on the outside. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, that's brutal. Next uh, <laughs> comment. You you need to spell the website address just like Joseph P. Solosky. Uh Well, see, I got it right here. It's uh, notarealpodcast.com. <laughs> go to that one. Or go to this one. Uh, I'll, I'll post this again. RedemptionTactical.com. They actually have... Ballistic fucking face masks. So if you want a face mask that is uh, COVID compliant and and bulletproof, go to that website right there. Say a mask is bulletproof. Absolutely. Have you not seen it? I have not seen it. Oh, here we go. We're gonna do this. Fuck it. I'm not sleeping that. That fuck it. Do this all nighter. Let's see. Uh, overrated. Yeah, I am very overrated. Let's see. Where is Will, by the way? Does he not do this with you on Sunday nights? No. Uh, <clears throat> so originally this show was Tuesday nights. And then I was like, look, uh, I got better shit to do on Tuesday nights. Tactical gear. It got, they got plates, plates, ballistic helmets. Uh, where's the face mask at, though? Body armor. There it is. It's a level 3A face mask. 200 bucks. That 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 looks like something the Punisher would wear. Well, I mean, or, I want one. His face. Cannibal. What was it? That movie? Hannibal Lecter? Hannibal Lecter. It's a bit so sold out. I want one. Uh, <laughs> it's 200 bucks, and I'm getting a refund this year. So, I mean, I want I want one. Um, you buy so, you know, absolutely. I don't give a shit. It's just money, right? It's just money. Can't take it with me when just, you go. Absolutely. Uh, Joe I can't there. take my guns with me, and I fucking will. It's gonna be my fucking will. So, just so you know, my guns are going with me. What Ryan Barinsky, shut your mouth right now. Christine is not running for an office, that is definitely not happening. No. KCW for state representative in whatever district she lives in. Tyler says, Joe is red. I'm Union Blue. Let's bridge the divide and show America where to come from. I love Union that Blue you started, sound like oppression. 
I, I feel like you started singing it and like a, Joe is red and I'm union blue. And that's how I started reading it. And then I realized it didn't rhyme just like you did. <laughs> Joe is red. I'm union blue. A fridge to divide. show American well a compromise. <laughs> Joe is red. I'm union blue. Let's show America what we can do for you. Oh, that's nightmare fuel. Let's see. Like an old school <laughs> hockey face mask. Absolutely. That's what exactly what it is. Of course, David would be talking about hockey. Sounds like a huge coffin. What sounds All like right, a so, coffin? I don't know. Don't know. Have you been drinking tonight, Matt? Probably. Probably. Okay. Mm. I like that we kind of match tonight the whole black with the white on. Yeah, but see, mine says clowns on clowns to the left, jokers to the right. Mine says, uh, un, mine says I'm going to do some unlimited towing and recovery. I, I decided to, I took all my political stuff with me this weekend and I got home and I went, I want to be non political. <laughs> so I wore my, this is my friend's husband's towing company. And so I was like, this is warm. Because my son insisted we eat dinner on the porch tonight. Well, you know what they say about cars. If you can't tow it, you can always finger it. Uh, he said, you're taking your guns with you when you die. Sounds uh, like a huge coffin. That's what it is. Okay. So that it'll be. I was, it was more yeah. about money when you go. Oh, you said guns. Yeah. Yeah. It, it won't be a huge coffin. It'll be just a little boat. Um, I've asked for a Viking funeral. Um, so I'm holding. They got lost in the boating accident. Oh, absolutely not! I'm not one of those people. Uh, uh, if 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 we ban guns in the U.S., they will fucking take them by force because they will have to. Uh, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. It'll be like Kiev in the Ukraine. Uh, they will roll up to the house and wonder why there's fucking claymores in the fucking front yard. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be glorious. Remember me when I die. Tell my stories. Oh, no. And she's on her phone. Because. <laughs> Karen Ann Harlos. I think I said that right. I apologize if I did not miss Harlos. Said such professionalism and civility <laughs> in the comments about the LPPA is what my friend said. And it's a Facebook post. About the LPPA. <sighs> Such. I'm so glad that we're like the, uh, in my opinion, we were the best affiliate in the uh, freaking state and now, or in the country, and now we look like a freaking sideshow. Wife wants to know where not bootleg got a shirt. Uh, go to notarealpodcast.com. No, not really. It's on Amazon. This shirt is on Amazon. 100%. I say, I've, I've seen that on Amazon, so. Oh, apparently they deleted. She deleted the post. Anyway, that's what I was looking at on my phone. <sighs> we should do this again. 
Well, you know what? It's uh, it's about that time. Yeah. Where we at? Two hours and seven minutes. Yeah. Uh. What, uh, what did Ed say? Ed. The pink queef of liberty. <laughs> no, up to. Up. This other comment. He was doing a rhyme. Kyle Byrne is white and blunt. If you don't support me, says he will call you this ingenuous cunt. So I will oh, say this. Goodness. I have uh been in the same room as Miss uh Carlos? Carlos, yes. Fuck. Oh, she was one of our parliamentarians, by the way, this weekend. So we actually paid for someone out of party to be a parliamentarian this weekend. And when Ken became the new ch- convention chair, he invited her up to sit next to the paid $2,000 paid parliamentarian. There are a lot of people in these comments uh, talking about Ms. Harlos in a negative light. My personal, my personal experience with her has been positive. Uh, she has had the same criticisms that I have of people in my region um, that I've had. Uh, her and I have had very good conversations. I am very critical of a lot of people. Take that with what you will. Um, but I am I am who I am. I speak for myself. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. But why the fuck do my knees crumple? Um, with that... I had some person randomly messaged me this really long ass like thing um, telling me they were they were impressed with me this weekend. I had people come up to me, ask me to run for governor. I had people telling me I'm an asset in this party. And I I felt very loved by the few. And you know, it's more about quality than it is about quantity. So until you're going to for election, in which case you need quantity. Yeah, but I did not, I did not turn from who I am, and that is, I stayed true and authentic to myself, and at the end of the day, I'm fine with the results, because God has a bigger plan for me in this party, in this, in my community, and this movement, and I just have to wait for him to show me the door, so... That's 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 a that's a nice thing to end on if you want. Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we can say that Christine and I don't agree on everything. I don't agree with a lot of people on everything. At the end of the day, we should all agree on ending the state, not fighting each other. One hundred percent. And we've got bigger fish to fry. If we don't fry those fish, uh, the fish will fry us. The fish being the federal government, because they will absolutely use their entire force against us. So you know what? Don't don't endorse pedophiles that have been convicted. Don't invite no, uh, no election requirements. Know them before you put someone up for office. Exactly. Uh, don't endorse uh, bringing someone to a convention in Texas that is a known pedophile sympathizer. Uh, Try and, and with that, and, and support your own state politics instead of you know 
other states. That's how I personally feel. I, as long as it doesn't, uh, as long as it, you're not, how about this? Check your election code and make sure that you are legally allowed to participate in other states stuff so that you don't go to jail. Cause I don't want anyone to go to jail. So as Miss Christina said, chickity check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. You're not a real libertarian. No, I'm not. Good night, good liberty, and uh, fucking Yiddish elitist out in Ukraine. 